Welcome to Faith Rising, a podcast about living with bold faith in the modern age. On this episode, Daniel and Amber visit with Chuck and Pam Pierce about marriage and being called together. Hi, everybody, and thank you for joining us this week on Faith Rising. We have two of our most special guests with us today, my father, Chuck Pierce, and my mother, Pam Pierce. And uh, Amber and I, on the last three shows, have really focused on covenant and on marriage, and I think we're going to continue that discussion today with you guys, uh, because you have almost 50 years of marriage behind you. We, we and do. The Lord's done do. so much with you guys and your testimony, and uh, you've just blessed everybody that uh, has been a part of this ministry in the area of understanding covenant and uh, understanding what marriage is it's uh, it's very interesting you know when you think about covenant you have to look and see how God put people together you know I, I, you know Paul says you don't have to be married to be complete mm-hmm. but so many of us uh, have to have someone compliment us to accomplish what God has asked us to do. I I think that was the whole premise of the garden because Adam was not uh, doing uh, what was necessary to keep the garden prospering. And so what God does, he knows because he knit each one of us together in the womb, so he knows what synergistic person needs to be aligned with you so that you accomplish things. That's what marriage is really about. All of a sudden, you find God putting two people together to accomplish purpose. And then, here's the other thing about marriage. Uh, the Lord said, I put you there so you would multiply, mm-hmm. procreate, and prosper in the garden. And so, I think one of the keys to our life is knowing how we can prosper together. I think that's been really a key in our life because Pam and I are so different and and we have such varied interest. Uh, And yet God put us together and I can honestly say Mm -hmm. we've prospered. And our kids have prospered. Well, we've seen you both um, help restore so many couples, so many marriages. You've walked various leaders through hard times in their marriages. You've walked many people here on staff, both of you, through incredibly difficult things that many people wouldn't make it through. And so we want to ask you a little bit about how do you help somebody, how do you help restore something, a relationship that just looks like it's just all the way far gone? Well, I don't think any relationship's ever beyond mm-hmm. repair mm-hmm. if the people in that relationship are willing to submit, first of all, to the Lord, but mm-hmm. secondly, to each other. Yeah. Because uh, when there's a constant war between a husband and a wife, mm-hmm. uh, one, somebody's going to have to trust the other yeah. at some point and say, okay, how are we going to make it through this? And what does the Lord have in store for us? How are we going to move forward together? Yeah. Because the problem a lot of times in a marriage is one person wants to lead and the other one's not willing to follow. Yeah. Or they both want to lead. Yeah. And, you know, that, that just then leads you to chaos. Nobody to follow. Exactly. And uh, that's what I have found with us. I mean, think about it. You two know us as well as anybody on earth knows us, and we're both very strong individuals, Mm -hmm. but 
we came to the conclusion the second year in our marriage that we had to make a decision that uh, we had to be willing to have each one's Mm -hmm. view and each one's opinion but Mm -hmm. then we had to put the Lord in the middle of it what Mm -hmm. I find that most couples don't do and let's talk Christian couples first is they don't know how to get the bring Holy Spirit as the third person into their decision making Mm -hmm. and I think we got over that hump Mm -hmm. in our second year because Pam told me right off she said I'll go I had lots of opportunities coming Mm -hmm. out of college and she said I'll go anywhere with you but I don't want to go to Houston well what did God do he sent us to Houston yeah well somebody then is going to have to come to a new submission in Mm -hmm. their life Mm -hmm. And it took you to the second year. And I was willing to submit. We went to New Hampshire on a vacation. And I said, I I went to University of New Hampshire. And I could have gotten a job there. And you said, the Lord dealt with me. Mm -hmm. So tell us, what did he do in you? Well, we had gone specifically on this vacation to New Hampshire for Chuck to look for a job in New England. Because he had told me, let's just... Give me five years in Houston, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. Then I'm willing to relocate. So we went to New Hampshire. Now, this was in the middle of the gas crisis in the uh, mid to late 70s. And that meant long lines. Long oh, lines gosh. at the gas station. It was a mess. And it's a lot harder waiting in line for gas in Houston than it is in New Hampshire. Yeah. So Because uh, it's very, very, yes, very, very hot. humid and hot. And so... We went up there, he, he found this opportunity, they offered him a job up there, and I mean, before we even got on the plane in Boston to come back to Houston, the Lord spoke plain and clear to me, no, you're to, you're to stay in Houston, I'm not done with you there. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we landed, I told Chuck, I said, you can, you can unaccept that job. <laughs> Yeah. We're staying so somebody had to submit to the will of God. Now, when I unaccepted that job, we both got visited by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And your life changed drastically. That's where God healed you of barrenness. That's where he met me. All of a sudden, we became so different. So when we're talking with a couple, I try to go to the real place of where they're in disagreement Mm -hmm. and say okay how are we going to get that on the table so that we can find the will of God so they can you can make a decision together over it Mm -hmm. because it's not going to work until you make a decision together Mm -hmm. and uh, you know we all go through it Mm -hmm. I can't say after 50 years we still don't go through that I think our biggest issues have always been on uh, with us is uh how we're going to proceed and then when we started having kids we had to come to a new place of being and one in the decision over our children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and without doing that without bringing the lord into it we couldn't come into that place Mm -hmm. and because you know all our kids are unique now uh, another thing i want to say is when i'm looking at a couple and uh, i try to read the script that they each have 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's think of movie. Okay. You have a script. Yeah. You have an awesome script, yeah. and it's wild and it's fun. Daniel has a script. Yeah. So if you and Daniel are here discussing something with us, I want to read your script, mm-hmm. and I want to read Daniel's script, but then we're going to have to come to a chapter that blends the two together. That's another great way of looking at it. How will you write the next chapter? And that's where the prophetic comes into a marriage. And um, another thing that I see with uh, Pam and I has always been we want to see the best that God has so we can prosper. A lot of couples don't see prosperity. Mm -hmm. And I know you two. God has prospered you. He has favored you. You've made wise decisions. You've sold three houses Mm -hmm. and you've invested wisely. And a lot of couples do not see prosperity. Mm -hmm. They don't see that God put them together to prosper. Therefore, they're warring against each other and they're not maximizing their gifts. And then I, I, I think you two could say something to this Pam and I had to realize that God had a bigger purpose for each one of us Mm -hmm. then we had to submit to the call that God had on each one of us yeah and y'all are you two are completely different and the fact that you have had completely different calls totally whereas Daniel Mm -hmm. and I really for the most part have the same call and we work together and done everything together and and therefore your call take mm -hmm. the show you two have the same call together your time in Israel, mm-hmm. you had the same call together. Yeah. You knew what you were called to do. I had a call to go for the healing of the nations, and she mm-hmm. remembered that call from mm-hmm. the day we met. Yeah. But we had to watch the Lord put me in it five years later. See, I, I stuck with the five years, mm-hmm. but it turned in a direction that God took control of it instead of us trying to control it. Right. Now, that brings me to a real issue with all of us. It really boils down to control. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I was. I remember when I first got married, I was just really scared of being controlled. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, and I guess it's a common fear. It, mm-hmm. It's a reality. That both. I, I don't think it's just a fear, Amber. Yeah. I think it's a reality. I think... Mm-hmm. I think there comes a time in your life where you have to know the difference between control and and being mm-hmm. uh, submitted. Submiss- submitted to the Lord. Yeah. Uh, see, we hate that word submission. Mm-hmm. And you coming out of the police force, I mean, what does the word submission mean? You know, that's what we want to look at. Um, I guess for me, the word submission means to do something willingly without having to be forced to do it. I think that's right. I think that that concept is something that the Lord is really looking for in each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we learn through covenant, through marriage. And, uh, you know, as the Lord launches us forth into our life uh, together, we need, we have to, not need to, we have to work towards the same goal. We have to have a vision that's not only over us individually, but over our marriage and be working together to get to that goal and not working against each other. And, uh, I really heard the Lord clearly speak to me and say, breaking a spirit of division uh, in some of the things that you were saying earlier. And that's what we all have to look for is to break that spirit of division out of our marriages and allow the Lord to build us in such a way where we're working towards that common goal. And then we begin to produce. Mm-hmm. You used the word produce earlier. Yeah. What is your life and your marriage and your covenant going to produce? Well, and, and think about what you just said. We have to know that we have an enemy. Mm-hmm. 
We have a force, a supernatural force. See, you're supernatural, I'm supernatural. You guys are very, uh, uh, live in a supernatural world and you recognize the supernatural. And because we, we understand that, there is a supernatural force that wants to break up this covenant. Mm -hmm. See, Satan, I think sometimes, and this is what I look at when I'm dealing with uh, uh, couples or marriages or ministries. Uh, I think Satan understands division better than we do. Yeah. Therefore, he knows how to throw in what is necessary to create that division. Mm -hmm. uh, see, it's just like with Pam, I, I know how to push her her buttons. <laughs> are we I, born with that instinct or is it something we learn about each I, other? I, I, think, I think we're born with it and then we try to work it to our mm -hmm. benefit. Well, Isaac's always warning Chuck not to poke the bear. Oh. <laughs> you know. That's but what he, he said. Anyway. He'll 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 send me a scripture, and you had Isaac on the show. He'll send me a scripture in the morning. And he said, "And please do not poke the bear." <laughs> he well, knows I can set Pam off. Most people don't realize because you're not out in front as much, but you're a very strong woman. Very, uh, can we say opinionated? Very. Well, she's opinionated. very smart. You know, I mean. You know everything. They play Jeopardy. They, hey, ever, smart people form opinions if too. If they ever want to get me out of the room, all they have to start doing is watching Jeopardy. Uh -huh. <laughs> True. And, and, and that's what I see that couples don't uh, factor in both Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and evil spirit. Uh, I think a religious spirit can also be a real problem. Mm -hmm. with couples especially in Christendom because they'll take one scripture and they'll try to beat the other one over the head yeah. with it and that that doesn't work either even that scripture wives submit to your husband mm -hmm. that isn't what that it means wives you're going to come into a relationship mm -hmm. with holy spirit yeah and your relationship with holy holy spirit you're going to project that relationship over your husband it doesn't mean that i have watched i have watched wives think they're supposed to be abused because they're supposed to submit to their husband yeah that isn't what that scripture means yeah at all, at all. they are supposed to have a relationship first here and then out of that relationship we're serving each other. Yeah. See, it's not it's not some pyramid uh, pyramid scheme that we're operating in yeah. here. I serve Pam out mm -hmm. of Holy Spirit, and uh, and yet I recognize Pam's strengths too. Mm -hmm. I I know Pam can do anything. Yeah. So why am I going to go try and say, all right, let me cook dinner tonight when she would hate it to start with and it's and have not to put out the fire. And have to put out the fire and it's not what our role is. You learn each other's strengths and you learn each other's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And you start working with that. And what Satan wants to do is take both strengths. Mm -hmm. Now, this is very important for all of you listening yeah. out there. He wants to build a stronghold next to your strength mm -hmm. and then pervert your strength so it becomes a wrong use of your strength. And that's, that's not good at all in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I watch that happen so often in marriages where I see the gifting when I'm counseling with somebody 
and uh, those gifts are working against each other mm -hmm. instead of working together to synergize and be so prosperous in what it could be. You guys are a great example of being very strong, being mm -hmm. very gifted, but you do try to work together. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's easy, and we've had our tough times in having to overcome things, but I can say after our second year, we submitted to the mm -hmm. Lord and everything. Well, one of the keys uh, for us early on in our marriage was there were a lot of things mm -hmm. that we didn't agree on. Yeah. And we came to the conclusion early on that if we didn't agree, we were going to set it aside. Yeah. It was pointless to argue over it or try to convince the other one that we were right. And so what, what we decided to do was when we couldn't agree, mm -hmm. we set it aside and waited for God to show both of us. That was really right mature. Y'all were probably 20, 21 years old. Yeah, we were 21 years old. Way ahead of... Yeah, we, we had to recognize it because we were both very strong. We were both very gifted, and I, I'd say that with all humility, and we both had strong knowledge, mm -hmm. a strong knowledge base. We, we have always been, and, uh, you know, I would love to beat her in Jeopardy more, mm -hmm. but I don't always do it because Pam is very brilliant. And yet, with that, we have had to... Uh, use that principle with our kids too. I, I don't always agree with the kids, my kids. I don't always agree with the people who work for, mm -hmm. with me, but I can set that piece aside and wait and watch to see mm -hmm. how the Lord wants to do with it. Yeah. And I think another thing I see is we want to try to, this is really how I see control works. Control wants to force your understanding on somebody and it doesn't work that way you're going to mm -hmm. have to back away from it and say i'm going to let holy spirit deal with that person till they get it mm -hmm. and listen holy spirit is creative i have watched him do numbers on her i have watched she's watched him do numbers on me you know and uh, i think it comes some way into the fruit of patience with each other in our relationship with the one who mm -hmm. really made us and really wanting the best out of that. And it's, it's been real interesting. And we've had to deal with some hard cases. Mm -hmm. I remember with telling people, yeah, with people, with couples. Yeah. I mean, hard cases. It's very hard when there's been immorality. Mm -hmm. See, that's adding another demon force in mm -hmm. with covenant breaking. Right. So you've got two of the major iniquities working against that couple. Yeah. And therefore, you're going to have to decode that some way. Because what it boils down to is really what you said, trust. Mm -hmm. How did we develop trust? I want to ask you that. Well, trust for me is based on the integrity of the individual mm -hmm. with whom I'm in a relationship, mm -hmm. whether it's my husband, my kids, a friend, uh, anything. If I see integrity mm -hmm. operating in that person, then it's easier for me to trust them. Yeah. Because I know that their decisions are not based just in their desires. Mm -hmm. They're based in their commitment to the Word of God, mm -hmm. to the Spirit of God, to doing the right thing 
at the right time because their character is, is developed enough that they can set their own will aside so that God can move on them. And I see that all the time in Chuck. I see integrity operating yeah. in him because of his relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So it's easy for me to trust him. Yeah. And, and we don't particularly like doing the same things. Yeah. You know, Pam and I, if it was up to her, we'd be on a trail, the Appalachian Trail walking. Well, that's not what I like to do. You know? so <laughs> we came, we, we saw, we laughed. <laughs> my mom had sons so who liked to do all those things. I tell she and Daniel, y'all go out to the land you've got, y'all walk through the stream, Amber and I will go out to eat or something while we're doing all that. So, you know, I mean, and yet I love at times doing that with her mm-hmm. because it allows us to have a, a great time together it mm-hmm. allows us to bond in a great time but i don't particularly have to like the activity to go and submit and enjoy what you enjoy mm-hmm. and we just came from charleston see yeah. i love that going all over the city and the history of the city we both love history yeah so Another thing we do is we find our commonalities on how to enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things I'm going to do that she does not enjoy. Mm -hmm. She did not, she never enjoyed the bowling alley. She doesn't enjoy going to some of the places I go to. And yet, we will find a commonality so we can be together Mm -hmm. in it and find some sort of time dimension that I'm not violating our time together. Mm. Now that's another issue with couples I want to say that I've had to deal so many uh, with so many couples over that I've never had to deal with you guys over. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all y'all respect each other's time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of couples do not respect each other's time. They'll they'll be one of the partners wants to do what they want to do all the time. Yeah. And it is, that's never going to work out. Because what you're doing, you're not stewarding your relationship right Mm -hmm. in the midst of it. And so uh, Daniel loves to hunt and fish. Mm -hmm. Well, but he's not going to hunt and fish and violate his time with you. Right. And that's very important for couples. To There's, there are a lot of hunters out there that leave for three months. They've been gone forever. You never see them again. And yes, I know that. And there's yeah. a lot of bowling widows out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of golfing widows out there. There's a lot of football widows out mm-hmm. there. And uh, uh, Pam and I enjoy basketball together. Mm-hmm. Now, so she can't stand football. But we look forward to March, March Madness. Madness. <laughs> we'll watch it together all, all the entire month of March. And you find commonalities that are so important with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think that's really important. Uh, when I look at I, I remember one issue. One guy came to me, and his sister brought him to me. I didn't know it. And she said, he is such a mess, I do not know who else to bring him to. Well, he was married, he had his own business, he had his own company. And when he came in my office, he shut the door and I said, "Uh, you know, I've heard about everything. Because I'm not even sure he was a Christian either. Mm -hmm. And I said, I've heard everything you can hear, just go ahead and be honest with me. When that guy started sharing the mess he was in, 
I was in shock because I didn't think anybody could be in a mess beyond anything I'd ever heard before. Mm-hmm. This guy was. Yeah. And yet I said, and sometimes you're going to have to give a hard word. His wife knew nothing about the mess he was in. Oh, man. And that's what made it so mm-hmm. difficult. And he had gone to a Christian meeting and someone had prophesied over him in this meeting and hooked him with a witch. Ooh. And thank God I knew witchcraft and yeah. I knew about witchcraft. And I knew what was really going on with him and the supernatural. And this witch and this prophet Mm -hmm. were taking money Mm -hmm. from him. And it was ruining his life and ruining his business. And I said, the first thing you're going to have to do is go sit down with your wife and tell her about it. He said, what if she leaves me? Mm -hmm. I said, well, that's just one of the consequences. Mm -hmm. She didn't have enough love to deal with with what you've gotten messed up in yeah but if you don't start there it's going to be worse on you Mm -hmm. well he did and and that was the starting point to unravel this and you know why because she had an authority to deal with this witch Mm -hmm. that and it didn't it wasn't anything she had an authority to say wait a minute no no No. uh, his wife his wife okay see You've got to know when God has put a covenant together, mm-hmm. this woman had an authority to tell this witch to get away from her husband. Yeah. And when she took that stand, all of a sudden there could be a reversal in all of this that was going on with him. Okay. And she took a stand on his behalf. See, that's the beauty of covenant. Mm-hmm. Covenant really means you're going to war. Your enemies become my enemies. Mm-hmm. Your blessings become my blessings. Mm. And I see that with a lot of couples. They don't want to share blessings. Yeah. They want to keep their own bank account. Yeah. They want their own life to continue on. That's not going to work. That's not covenant. Yeah. I mean, that's the same way with the body of Christ here. That's why we give to the Lord together Mm. to build something that we can look back in generations and say God built that through mm-hmm. all of us. And a lot of couples, see, you two are a great example in that. Y'all, y'all don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. You war together. And yet when you end up, when a couple ends up warring against each other, mm-hmm. uh, somebody's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I mean, you know, because our lives are so, our Marriage is probably different than most because we do everything together. We work together. Yeah. We are pretty much never apart unless he's hunting. Um, but when people ask me how we did that, it was when the Lord called you out of law enforcement, and we were we were together, literally together all the time. It was like having to learn how to be married all over again because see, all of our time see the thing with together. you two he called y'all together yeah, yeah. that's right he sure did call us and together. and that's what makes you two so different Robert and Linda yeah Heidler many of you out there watching know that couple and mm-hmm. he called them together and they're together just all the time he called yeah. us at the same time but we have different calls mm-hmm. but I couldn't do my call 
without her. Yeah. She couldn't do her call without me. And I, I've heard so many people, people ask me all the time, why doesn't Pam travel more with Chuck? That's one of the main things I get asked about you. And mm-hmm. you don't have an interest to do what Not he does all. the way he does. You would have loved <laughs> that last day when our flight got canceled that we got to spend in uh, Charleston. Oh, yeah. We, I would have we loved wished that, you were there on that day. <laughs> that's not the way he used to travel. Yeah. He oh, yeah. didn't spend any time seeing the sights or learning the history. Yeah. Or a flight got canceled on this one, exactly. so it's not exactly a fair comparison. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we did make it to the historical that site this time. That would be fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we appreciate that out mm-hmm. of each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we have gone lots of places together. Mm-hmm. But when I go with her, I'm going to have the top ten issues of history of that place mm-hmm. that we have to go visit. When I'm with you two, and we're on a ministry trip, I'm focused that we're going to minister, mm-hmm. and as soon as the ministry's done in the city, I'm coming home. Mm-hmm. Well, and what Daniel and Amber said, all of a sudden our flight canceled, so we had a whole day to see Charleston. Awesome. And Amber was just ecstatic the flight canceled. So excited. And I had, even with <laughs> that, I had to day. readjust my thinking. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. had to get up and say, okay, now, Lord, occupy my time mm-hmm. so I'm not doing this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And I found out I loved that day. Yeah. And I love the days we get to do that. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you out there that's listening to this first of all know who you're in covenant with Mm -hmm. that's the very first thing Uh, because I see a lot of people get married and they're not in covenant Mm -hmm. now I'm going to say that that paper that legal paper does not make you in covenant Mm -hmm. covenant comes when covenant comes from the Lord so until the Lord is knitting you together by his spirit to make you one, you're really not in covenant. And second thing I want to say is you war become, to become one. That is not an easy process. You're going to have to go to war to become one because when we first started, our flesh was so strong, yeah. it was resisting each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we had to war to become one. Yeah. Out of your unity the anointing is going to flow and bring great blessings to you and then the last thing I want to say you're going to have to know the enemy that opposes you Mm -hmm. there are enemies that know how you two can prosper and know that your call and know that if that call comes into the fullness of what God has planned you can turn the world upside down. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I'm saying that personally to you too, mm-hmm. because I see how strong you both are. I see how gifted you both are. And there are enemies against each one of us that says, I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think if Pam hadn't submitted to the Lord, I couldn't have gone to the world. Right. And that's what people don't understand. All those blessings that they receive, and I do love to minister to people, mm-hmm. and I do love to do citywide and statewide and nationwide gatherings. Mm-hmm. But her submission was as important as my submission. Right. And I think that's the place that they don't understand in marriage. She's going to war so I can accomplish that Mm -hmm. in Charleston. And 
she doesn't have to leave home, but she's in the same war with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And war for each other. I w we've warred for each other. Yes, we've we gone have. through some bad, bad things. Mm -hmm. uh, health issues with yeah. me mainly. Uh, Pam went through a very difficult time that maybe you want to discuss in our, that was our fifth year marriage, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, and it came just out of the blue and hooked in with a, 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 what she had lived through growing mm -hmm. up. And then all of a sudden, here we are having to restore that so maybe we can talk about that in days yeah. ahead and yeah. it's really awesome but i will say this he puts you together whatever covenant you're in so you prosper mm -hmm. he puts us in covenant and then he gives you helpmates that's right to help each other to accomplish his purpose well, Dad, before we end the show today, I just want to thank you and Mom for being here with us. It's been such a blessing, and uh, I know that the blessing that you've been in our lives of, as uh, we've learned to be married and learned to follow our covenant and the call that the Lord has over us has just been such an influence. And uh, like you said earlier, you have to have somebody to speak into your marriage and into your covenant uh, mm -hmm. that you trust and that the Holy Spirit uses really to speak into you. And uh, so I just want to thank you guys for being that for us and for addressing our audience today, because I know that there were a lot of things said here that... Uh, you know, really are going to encourage people and minister to them. Uh, I did have one more question for you. If there's just one thing that you would say you've seen bring division in people's marriages, or the most common thing that brings division into people's marriages, what do you think that would be? Well, I think really you have to go biblically. Uh, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm -hmm. So it's usually money. And then usually the sexual dynamic of mm -hmm. a marriage can have a lot of hiddenness in it mm -hmm. and uh, because we we don't grow up understanding sex right mm -hmm. and uh, I think money and sex are the two things that I know I've had to deal with most and I know uh, Ryan Corman mm -hmm. my longtime assistant when he was going to get married he came to us and he asked the same question you mm -hmm. just asked and I said uh, and uh, I said well it's usually money and sex to he and Lori if you're going to have problems we were counseling before they got married and he looked at Pam and he said so what do you advise and I said spend and enjoy. That's how simple it is. You're going to have to enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. That's funny because it's such a picture of freedom, how the Lord works freedom in our lives. Yeah. And you have to have that to maintain you know, joy in a marriage. And that's the biggest part of it. Amber was talking about that earlier, how important it is that as we spend time together, we allow the Lord to let our joy rise. And with our joy, our faith rises also. Mm -hmm. It's so. your book. Joy in the war. Joy in yes. the war. I, heard the I Lord, love it. I heard yeah. the Lord say one more thing while you were talking to us earlier, Dad, and that's uh, we need to get an author's perspective. And I think mm -hmm. you need to even teach on this from that standpoint, like you were saying earlier, an author's perspective, that we're writing the same book, we're working towards the same goal, and uh, we're, we want to see the highest uh, possibility that we have in the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And understanding that is really key to covenant and it's key to marriage. Yeah, let, let me use that book for a second. See? It's Daniel and Amber Pierce. Mm -hmm. And when I read this book, I hear you. Mm -hmm. And I hear you. And that's the way a marriage should be. It's woven very nicely. It's woven very nicely together. 
and it has both of your stories in it. And then I will say this to all of you, every child, you have to add their chapter. Mm -hmm. And then you have to work it in. Mm -hmm. So let me encourage you. There's not a one of you out there that have ever done anything that there's not hope for your future. That's right. And I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.